Adam. And I am Joe. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day, because that's the motto of the Broken Clock Podcast. Joe, are you ready for some football? Super Bowl Sunday. It sure is. Hooray. I'm super excited for football. Football is my favorite thing in the world, and I love every moment of it. Ra, ra, says boom, ba. Yeah. Yeah. I hate you and I hate football. Yeah, football. Well, this is the season finale of football, so that should excite you, right? Because then you don't have to hear about it for many, many months. I never have to hear about it until Super Bowl. <laughs> really? Not yeah. like, what? No, that's not true. You have to hear Tyler and I talk about football on occasion. Uh, I guess I'm just really good at tuning it out. Oh, thank you very much, Joe. Yes. I'm glad to I've see that. I've had a our... lifetime of practice. Unbelievable. I'm glad to see that our friendship is so easy for you to tune out. Yeah, it is. It's incredibly easy. Good. Well, I'm going to cons- start now. I'm not going to listen to you at all the rest of the show. So, Adam, are you excited for the Super Bowl? What? Are, are you excited for the Super Bowl? I can't. What? That's me oh. tuning you out. Haha, how does it feel, you jerk? I know I am excited for the Super Bowl. It doesn't Bowl. feel good at all, it, it actually. Doesn't. No, it doesn't. Turnabout's fair play. Revenge is a bitch. I feel like a monster. Yeah. Well, you are a monster, so yeah. that's fine. Um, so, no, en- uh, yeah, enough of all the stupid talk. Uh, Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I'm excited for the Super Bowl. Um, it's We always get kind of good commercials and... I don't know. The game should be good. It's two high-profile offenses. I really, 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 we, I can go on all day, really want the Patriots to lose. I'm just tired of it. <laughs> I hate them. I am not a Patriots fan, despite growing up my entire life in New England. Not a Patriots fan whatsoever. Um, I kind of hope the Eagles win just so their fan base will calm down. But I also fear that if they win, just a lot more police horses are going to get punched. And so I'm really worried about about the city of Philadelphia just still being around. Was it Philadelphia, the whole thing about having to, like, grease up the poles that because was. people wanted to climb the poles? That's a thing? Uh, no, that wasn't a thing. That was just the city being like, oh, we better do something so no people don't climb these poles. I mean, but is there, like, a history of people climbing the poles? No. So it's, they created their own problem by saying, we got to grease the poles so people don't climb them. And then all of a sudden, everyone went like, oh, fuck, then we're climbing everything. Yeah, challenge accepted. That's what happened. Why the hell would you do that? Yeah, so two weeks ago, for those of you that don't know, because this is a video game podcast, you may not know. You could be anti-sports like Joe. Um, but Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, well, because it's a weird story. It's a weird story. Yeah, two weeks ago, the city... I also of- knew about the horse punching. Yeah, well, because, I mean, come on. If you hear a fan base punches horses, you're gonna, it's going to make the news. I mean, horses have pretty smug faces. Yeah, I know. Right, just so punchable. Yeah, uh, we don't condone uh, animal violence in any way. Um, no, they uh, they were worried that win or lose, like a crazy amount of like rioting and celebration. Like I put celebration in air quotes because it's not proper celebration. Uh, the city of Philadelphia would have been taken over, and everybody would have just started climbing anything in sight. So they put Crisco on all the like street lamps and you know, like telephone poles and stuff uh, in an effort to get people not to climb them. And in fact, just went, wait, that's a thing we could do. And then just started climbing poles to the tune of F that grease. Yeah. And they did it too, which is impressive. Sure yeah. No, they did it. That um, takes some gumption right there. Yeah. So win or lose tonight, the city of Philadelphia may not be here tomorrow. So. We'll see how that goes. But no, I'm excited for the I'm excited for the game. I'm excited for the food, the party like atmosphere. You know, I go to a friend's house. We got a whole bunch of us, and we watch the games. We bet, and we you know have a bunch of fun. I'm probably gonna be playing Monster Hunter. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good segue, Joe. What have you been playing this week? Monster Hunter. Oh, okay. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I talked about Monster Hunter last week, so I'll talk about something else this week. Um, well, I, hold on. Are you still enjoying Monster Hunter just as much as you were last week? Yes, I am still enjoying Monster Hunter just as much as I did Are last week. Are you still week. learning new things? Because you said most of the fun last week was learning new things as you went along. Are you still learning new things, or have you kind of got a handle on the game? Uh, yes, I am. Um, mainly just because uh, the, the progression of the game, the way that it works, 
you un- definitely, yeah, of course, you unlock more stuff as you go along, definitely. kind of thing like that. Yeah. Um, the, but the game, I don't, I wouldn't want to say it's it's bad in the way, but it like stagnates in the way that you're playing. Whereas while you're playing, like you kind of don't prog- like, at least I don't progress too much in the story because I'm doing so much stuff at the point where I am now. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, I don't need to. I don't need to progress in the story to unlock anything new because I have so much I need to get done right over here. You're Assassin's Creeding it. Yeah. So yeah. eventually, like, I'm like, okay, I kind of did everything. Like, I, I, I'm at the point where I can't upgrade my weapons anymore, so I need to like move on to the next area. And you move on to the next area, and they're all of a sudden they're like, hey, here's this new ability and this new thing and this new something or other. And you're like, yeah. oh, now I need to figure out how to do all of this stuff. Yeah. So you I can. Don't know, that yeah. sounds kind of good. Though. No, yeah, it's good. It's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, oh, but okay. it's like, um. I feel like I'm taking. Well, I'm going to take a very long time to beat this game. That's not. Once again, that's not a bad thing. It's no. like you're doing that because you're having because so I'm much having fun. so much fun yeah. with the stuff that exactly. I'm doing at the time. Yeah. So I mean, eventually, I have a feeling that the game is going to look completely different from the point that it is now, and like every, all the time I'm wasting doing stuff now is for naught. But that's not a bad thing. No, you're enjoying yeah. yourself, so that's good. Yeah, and I'm enjoying the game so much. I actually went out and bought uh, the last two 3DS ones. So I went out and bought Monster Hunter Generations and Monster Hunter Four Ultimate, okay. um, just so I could bring one of those to work with me yeah. on my downtime. How do they compare? I mean, obviously they're not the you know not nearly as graphically intense or anything because they're on the 3DS, but the gameplay and the spirit of it all is still right there. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, what new thing did you play then? Uh, I did pick up. Uh, Final Fantasy. Well, I don't. Final Fantasy Dissidia NT. I don't know if it actually has the Final Fantasy. I think it might just be Dissidia NT. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, That's outside my wheelhouse. Yeah, uh, it is a uh, Final Fantasy based fighting game where you have like all of the main characters from all the Final Fantasy games, as well as all the villains in a you know a big three on three fighting game. Okay. Um, it's very different though from a regular fighting game. How's that? It's uh, like all in three dimensions. Like Tekken? Yes, but even more so because it's a Final Fantasy you get game. More in three dimensions. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like not just like it's not. Dimension. It's it like you're also like flying through the air and like jumping all over the place and Up super is a dimension. I, I know what I'm saying. Like <laughs> Tekken is just like. Instead yeah. of just left and right, it's yeah. you walk in a circle. This is one is Imagine Tekken, but you're also flying, and it's like a huge battle arenas that are gigantic. It's more gotcha. like a, th- a third dimension Smash Brothers. Oh, okay. Is a way to put it. Okay. Because it's like really fast paced all over the place, jumping all over the place kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not that good. Oh. <laughs> now, yeah. is it not that good in light of the most recent uh, cultural phenomenon fighting game based on a previous property that you were a fan of in Dragon Ball Fighters? Uh, no. I mean, Dragon Ball Fighters is, is a great game, but this one is just, it's pretty, just bad. Oh, like, it's, just it's bad not, it's not, its, it's not that fun. Oh, okay. No. I okay. bought it, um, just because, uh... Because you love fighting games as we, as we've established. Yes. Huge fan. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I bought it because, uh, Square has, in recent years, taken to making really nice steelbook cases for all their Final Fantasy games that they put out. Oh, you got tricked. Well, I mean, I didn't get tricked, like... I'm just, yeah, I got tricked. Got tricked. <laughs> Not yeah. tricked. They showed I, you, a, they, they put a shiny box in front of you and said, buy this. And you went, okay. Well, but I didn't <laughs> buy it expecting to be good or anything. Oh, okay. So you knew it was going to be bad and you just wanted Steelbook. I just wanted the Steelbook. Got it. I was like, I got a collection. I got to add to my collection kind of thing. Got you it. know, uh, Final Fantasy 15, the Final Fantasy 
uh, 12 remake. Uh, I think there was another one plus this one all got like fancy steel books. And I was like, well, I got to add it to my fancy steel book collection. So I just bought it mainly for that. I wasn't expecting it to be a great game. I wasn't expecting to be interested in it. Um, I did put it in to play some of it and I kind of went like, ah, God, this game kind of sucks ass. Like the controls are like there's no it's not a fighting game in the sense that it's a fighting game like all it is just like every character x does like one attack and circle does like one attack oh so it's a two-button fighter it's pretty much just a two-button fighter okay and it doesn't really seem like there's a lot of variety besides maybe just you know it might just be that i suck at it i don't know how to properly play it and if i went and watched like you know the city of pros play the game they'd be like oh my god look how complex this is but i'm just running around and it is just like i'm like x x x x circle circle x x circle circle and you're just doing like one attack yeah. and, uh, and depending on how like long you charge the attack did you press square at any point that could have helped i believe that was jump oh okay so <laughs> fine and i don't remember what triangle did nothing it's just an empty yeah. button yeah so i mean it's it, it I'm sure that there's a market out there and that there's people that love it for what it is. This isn't the first one. I think this is the third one in the series. They did uh, two of them, I believe, on PSP, and this is the first one on a console. Mm. But, yeah, I was, I was like, and you're right. Like, you take it and you compare it to, it's a, it's a three versus three fighting game. So you pick three characters and you fight against three yeah. characters. Uh, this is, they're all fighting at the same time. As oh, opposed they are. to yeah, they're not swapping out. Yeah, you're not swapping out. You pick your character, and then you pick your like two other Computer. dudes that run around oh, with okay. you. And I guess you could do like three people online versus three people online, All right. which I'm sure is that really cool, cool if you're doing it that way. Yeah, that sounds. I'm cool. probably that's the big draw of the game that I'm missing out on. Mm. That yeah, you're supposed to be like this really frantic three versus three type thing, yeah. and I'm just playing me versus three computers with three computer AI character or like assistance. Yeah, that doesn't sound fun. Yeah. So uh, that's probably the reason I'm not enjoying it as much. But uh, compared to Dragon Ball, which is another like three versus three fighter, even though if it's just three at a time kind of thing, Dragon Ball is much better. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been seeing all week is that Dragon Ball is. Yeah, and it seems like it's, it. it seems like it's a really really bad time for them to release this game. Like I, they, sh- I don't know if everybody was not like putting a lot of stock in fighters, which seems, I mean, everyone seemed psyched about fighters leading up to it. I think everyone was jazzed about fighters. So maybe they just knew the game wasn't going to be good anyways, and they're just like, eh, just put it out. But it seems like a really bad time. Throw it out in that February time frame. Or maybe they had picked their release date first and it was ready to go, and then fighters was like, no, we're here now. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I don't know. Bummer. Oh, well. At least you got a cool steelbook. Yeah, you play anything? I did. Uh, Yesterday, I picked up the platformer game Celeste, which has just been... Every, it's been everywhere. I, On Twitter, every website, raving about it. And I was like, all right, I'm, it's 20 bucks. I'll give it a shot. It's really, really good. Oh, is it? Yeah. I'm not a big, I'm not super big on those like tough platformer type things. Like it's not like Super Meat Boy, but like that idea of like. The but, N plus Super Meat Boy. Yeah. Like the puzzle platformers where it's. The End is Nigh is a game I was playing that's like that. Yeah. So uh, I'm not really big into those typically because I'm only just okay and the difficulty ramps up really quickly in most of those. Uh, but I'm still early on into it and I'm still having a good time. I really, the thing I like the most about it, and I think that's the draw of it, is that sense of accomplishment when like I died a couple times and then I finally get that thing and hit the precise jump that I need to get um, and like clear that area. But it's cool because like each level is this big puzzle that you have to get through. So you're not sure necessarily which way to go. 
each one has its own little mechanic that you have to adapt to that changes the way that you play just a little bit. Um, and as the story's starting to unfold in through like the little, not cut scenes, but like little dialogue pieces with other characters, I'm starting to get a sense of the story that it's going to tell. And I really like the way that it's going and I like the idea of it. Um, but everyone out there has been calling it like a 10 and the first masterpiece of 2018 and all these other things. So I have not seen any of this. Oh yeah. I knew the game was coming out, but I, I mean, I don't have any Twitter or Facebook or anything like that. So yeah. So like I've just been seeing, but like even on like gaming websites that reviewed it, I'm seeing tens and 9.8s and Oh my God, must play, must play, must play. So I, I played it and it's, it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I'm not like super far into it. I've only played it for like a few hours, but and I'm not that good at it, so I die a lot. But the game told me that it's okay to die because you learn when you die, and that's a good thing. So I'm, I don't, I'm okay. With I don't it. think that's a, that's a lesson you should translate into real life. No, this is a video game lesson, 100. Who said yeah. anything about real life? Jeez, <laughs> whoa! Don't be so morbid. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Uh, the graphically, it looks like any of those other like 16-bit type, you know, platformer things. There's there's no faces on the characters, but when you talk to another character with a dialogue, you get the cartoony representation in a still image of what your character looks like and what the other characters look like. Um, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, I don't know, just having a good time learning all the different mechanics. Basically, there's just, there's walk and there's jump and there's dash. But once you dash, you don't get another dash until you land on solid ground. So you can't just be like dashing all over the place. Like if you dash and hang on a wall, you don't have another dash. You until you land on a flat surface. There are things in there where, you know, if you hit this like cube that's hanging in midair, you get a second dash. So that will help you get to more difficult areas when the game puts them there for you. But mostly it's just jump and one dash until you land flat and then you have another one. So uh, there's all kinds of different enemies. Sometimes like you land on a wall and then the wall starts like it has like a fungus growing on it. So you have to get off there. Otherwise, it's going to kill you. Um, the good thing about this game is, is once you get into a room and as you like, you have to progress through these different rooms in each level. Once you get into a room, you you're saved to that room. So if you die, you don't have to go back three rooms ago. You're just automatically right there, which is a good, it's a yeah. good feeling. Cause I, I've played some of those games where it's you like, you don't go all the way back to the beginning, but there's checkpoints or there's, you got to go back two rooms or you got to go back one room and do both rooms again. Um, or you have to get an object in the room in order to stay there. Like uh, the game Sound Shapes did that, where that wasn't a super difficult game, but in order for you to get credit for being in that room, you had to hit a certain thing. And some levels you would jump in and you'd go for the thing and you'd miss it. You'd have to go back a room. So yeah. once you go into the room, you're there. Yeah, the, so end that, of the, end of, the end is nigh does the same thing. As soon as you get like the screen changes, you're saved to that room. Exactly. So I really like that about it because I'm going to, as it as I'm playing more and more, it's getting harder and harder. So I'm very, I'm very happy that it's kind of holding my hand a little bit. Um, but I, I hear other things where there's like, in addition to the regular game getting harder and harder, there's also like super hard things within it. There's collectibles that you can get that you don't have to get. It's just for posterity's sake. Like you don't get anything on it. Uh, there's like little strawberries that you can collect, but there some of them are really difficult to get, but you're not rewarded or uh, punished for not getting them so it's a choice as to whether or not you want to go with them um, i get the ones that i can or the ones that i think that i can and then maybe once i beat it or get better at the game i'll go back and try to play them again and do all these different things but um, i picked it up on switch it's on ps4 xbox one i think pc as well and i guess from the the developer said it's selling best on switch 
which is it's not surprising. No, because Switch is like this little indie game darling machine that everybody loves. Because most indie games, like you can play them in small spurts. Yeah, and then and it's nice to have them portable too. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's from the guy who made Towerfall Ascension, I think is what it is. It's a game that I have but never played. I got it like a yeah, I got plus. a pre-play for plus game. I wasn't um, interested. But yeah, it's uh, it's really good. It seems like it's only made by like a handful of people, so just a small little project that doing really well and everybody seems to really love it so yeah i'm excited i'm having fun i'm gonna keep playing it good for you yeah go me uh that's really all i played played a little bit more Fortnite. played some wwe that's about it wwe still garbage yeah it's so <laughs> sad but like i could just keep playing it because i want to play a wrestling game and it's just i mean i could go back and play last year's or two years ago but i'm here now like yeah might as well uh i've just been lately i've been i quit the my player for a little while just because i can't watch that same facial animation of the shrug the shoulders arms out like <laughs> every time the character says something or has a conversation um like he's talking to vince mcmahon he's like <laughs> like after everything he's like you would never talk to him like that that's not how this works um so i've just been going through and doing like dream matches with you know downloadable characters and i'm trying to get all the belts in the game to have champions for matches that i like and things like that so mm-hmm. i don't know i'm having a good time in super on wrestling mode uh quick plug for our uh, broken clocks main event podcast we had a royal rumble show this past week so that episode is up now where we have discussions and reactions to the first ever women's royal rumble Woo! Uh, but yeah that's gonna do it for what we've been playing so we're gonna move on and jump into the news of the week um we've been talking a lot about xbox in 2018 i think they're really positioning themselves to be in the conversation because largely in 2017 they were not nope. uh, we talked about the xbox one x and that was it and yep. we only talked about it a little bit because it was like oh cool it's a new console it's more powerful that's fun but nothing like there's nothing really to say about it it's just it was a new console coming yeah that was it it's not even a new console it was just a no. like a console refresh yeah more powerful like version the ps the, pro also yeah. Yeah, it would have been like if we had spent an entire year hyping up the PS4 Pro, which we weren't going to do that. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, uh, but in 2018, we've already had, and even the tail end of 2017 a little bit, we've had a lot of Microsoft-led stories. Um, This one is particularly big because it's reflective of their poor 2017. Um, And the rumor this week was in they are trying to make some big acquisitions that may or may not come to fruition. Joe, who are they trying to buy? Uh, well, the rumors came out um, saying that Microsoft was looking to purchase uh, PUBG Corp. Yep. Um, which, I mean, kind of makes sense because they at least had the initial launch for PUBG yeah. on their console, and there's still no sign of it coming to PS4. Yeah, and this is this would be very similar to when they uh, bought Mojang mm-hmm. because Minecraft came to them first, and they were like, oh, we need this for us yeah. forever. Yeah. Um. That one's not too surprising. The other two ones are pretty surprising, and I don't know exactly how realistic this rumor is at this point. Yeah. Because they also said that they were looking to purchase Valve, um, which is, I don't know why they would want to buy Valve. I mean, I understand why they would want to buy Valve, but it doesn't seem to really be in their market range. I would think it would be a thing where they would fold in Steam to some kind, because like Valve owns Steam, right? Yes. I, okay. I yeah. want to make sure I wasn't completely off base in that thing in my brain um and then fold it into some kind of xbox windows marketplace thing so that way they could have all of their services on one thing and it would be like if you're playing on computer you're playing on a windows machine you're playing on the xbox game platform that used to be steam is now the xbox pc whatever 
So I think that would be the only reason why you'd go after that. But yeah, it does seem a little out of their depth. And yeah. What was the third one? Because the third one's even the, more out the of The third depth. one is the one that I'm kind of really, yeah, it's, it seems kind of out there, is that they were looking to purchase electronic arts, oh. which I mean would be a major, major acquisition for Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Yeah. Because then they would get all of EA's first-party studios. They would get Madden would be a Microsoft exclusive at that point. Oh. And technically, we don't even know that the, the, we, this would mean that they were exclusives. Because no. they bought Mojang, and Mojang is still on everything else. Yeah. Well, well, it's still on PlayStation, still on Nintendo consoles. Well, because it, it came out on those first. I mean, obviously, coming to the Switch is new, but... Yeah. All those... like. It was still on Vita. It was still on PS4. It was still on Wii U, even I think, mm-hmm. and phones and stuff before the purchase. So it didn't make it made sense that they stuck there. But yeah, no, they are still putting it on the Switch. They're giving it, you know, the proper treatment. Yeah, but uh, the EA one that seems, I mean, lofty on several things. For one thing, it would be a major. Yeah, there are so many games that EA puts out that you can't really imagine them just becoming microsoft exclusives like i just couldn't picture madden being a microsoft exclusive well at that point or fifa yeah well the thing is is that if they were to do that i don't and i don't know when contracts are up or how long they're signed for um but if they were to do that i would have to assume that if they went all right these are exclusive for us now that the next time the madden license came up for renewal that's the, right because the nfl the would nfl be like, is only madden yeah the NFL would be like, um, yeah, we're not just re-upping with just a single company. Like that's hurting game sales. That yeah. hurts like our because we they probably get a licensing fee for every copy sold or whatever. Um, so that would hurt them. So they'd be like, no, we're not doing that. We'll go to some other company. Like you can still make Madden games, but we're also we're not. It's not going to be exclusive anymore. We're yeah. going to go back to 2K, and they're going to make the multi-platform thing. Uh, it would be like Major League Baseball with the show versus 2K, whatever, which obviously doesn't get made anymore, but same idea. But oh, yeah. Show is the only baseball game, isn't it? It's the only like simulation baseball game. There's still, That's RBI, true. Yeah. There's still RBI Baseball, which is now being made by Major League Baseball um, because they didn't like the job that the previous company was doing. So it could, it would probably be like that after a while, but for the first couple of years, maybe, but I can't see my, I think Microsoft would just want to get the money wherever they could and be like, no, yeah, we can still put Madden on PS4, but it's going to be better on Xbox. Like it's going to be Xbox one enhanced and not PS4 pro enhanced. Yeah. And just try to get you to buy it on. And, Xbox. and also, I mean, the other thing, how much money would they have to, to a buy lot. EA? It would be a lot. I mean, EA's. A, I mean, Microsoft has a, a fuck ton of money, yeah. and it probably isn't out of the realm of possibility for them to buy it, but just the thought of how much they would have to put down to buy EA at that point seems ludicrous. Yeah, especially because didn't EA just buy a company? Like, they just bought Respawn, right? Yeah. So, that's another thing. I mean, granted, their brand is a little tainted. As of right now, yeah. And and in years past, too. They Ooh, were, yeah, they the were the history's company. most hated, yeah. the worst company to work for, for like three, four years straight. Well, that, and they were the most hated company by consumers for mm-hmm. like five years in a row. Probably around the time Madden went exclusive. That's when it started, and it went for several years. But, yeah, so, I mean, they'd be a tainted brand in some aspects, so it might be a little bit cheaper, but still, it would be a massive massive undertaking to acquire that whole company i remember they spent 2.5 billion to buy just mojang yeah so probably a lot more than that yeah and that was just an indie studio that made one thing you know i mean granted that one thing was worth yeah (laughs) and it was definitely a worthwhile investment but yeah i don't 
I don't know. I that one seems to be the most far fetched, the least likely. I don't know. I still think the, the Valve thing. one seems well. Here's the thing: is I don't exactly know if purchasing Valve means also purchasing Steam, or purchasing Valve just means purchasing the rights to like Half Life and Left for Dead and Portal. I can't imagine which are would. Valve games. Yeah, but and Team Fortress. When was the last Valve game? What was it? Do you know? Portal Two. Potentially. I don't I know so. if there's been like some There hasn't been a new Half-Life, there hasn't been a new Left 4 Dead, there hasn't been a new Team Fortress. Yeah. Well, I don't know if there's some like smaller title that was made by Valve, but I didn't realize that it was a Valve game. Let me look it up. I have to assume though if you were to buy um if you were to buy Valve, you would want to get Steam in the purchase. Like I can't imagine they're like, "No, you can have our games, but we want Steam still." Cuz then you'd just be buying the games, you wouldn't be buying Valve. Yeah. And I guess they're just buying the distribution platform at that point. They're not buying the games that are on the distribution. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Dota 2. Oh, yeah. That's when it, uh, The Lab is also on here. I don't know what that is. Alien Swarm. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, The Lab was a VR game. Oh, okay. It was a, yeah. Counter-Strike Online. That was also the same year as Dota 2. Yeah, so 2013 was the last time it looked from the looks of it real just like a real game came out. That a real them. game came out. Um, so yeah, I I would think that if you were saying we're buying Valve, you're getting everything. You're getting the games, you're getting the platform, you're getting the name recognition or whatever. Which would be interesting because would that mean Steam would come to Xbox? Maybe. And all like the Steam games would be available on it? I mean, as it is now, I feel like a lot of Steam games are also on console. Like There are some, obviously... That are uh, there's, a million, there's a million indie games that are on Steam that don't come to console. True. But I feel like the big ones do. Yeah. The ones that you would want and be purchasing that platform for. Do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know if the developer would have to do that or if, you know, Xbox could build in some kind of cloud-based service to do that. So that way you... You run Steam via the cloud, and you can play those games in your Steam library on your Xbox. Maybe. I mean, I would have to assume that would be – you'd have to have a lofty idea. Like, a, you'd have to have a big goal for the end game if you're going to purchase something like Valve. Like, if you're purchasing PUBG, you're just getting it so you can have PUBG, and you can have all the future iterations of PUBG and all the map updates, and it never has to go to PlayStation. It can, it can always stay on Xbox and PC, and that like that's a very singular purpose – thing if you're buying a valve or an ea you need to have like big like a big plan yeah i think i think i mean i'm not a business person but i have to assume you're not just being like yeah we'll just slap it on there and put the xbox logo next to it and that's fine like i think you have to have a big goal in mind for a return on investment because those wouldn't be cheap even valve who hasn't put out a game in five years they don't need to because of steam they're making boatloads of cash off of that yeah so i like I don't think you're buying that just to have it sit there running as is. I think you're you're buying it to integrate it into your current products. You, you know, Steam's going to come pre-installed on every Windows machine. Steam's going to come pre-installed on your Xbox. Like uh, that has to be the goal if this is true. Uh, mm. Granted, this is all just rumor and speculation, but And Gabe Newell himself did come out and deny the rumor. Yeah, he but, said no, no, no. Not us. But it's the kind of thing where you're like yeah. yeah, are you just trying to like keep it down low while, you know, yeah. Uh, deals are being hammered out kind of thing. Yeah, you don't want to say anything like, yep, we're in the process because then backlash happens and... Stocks people... go crazy. Yeah, I don't... See, I don't know that Valve is publicly traded. 
I don't know either. So I doubt it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know their like the company like history off the top of my head, but yeah, I, I have to think PUBG is the only viable option. I mean, PUBG makes sense, absolutely. Yeah. I the EA has so many games that they put out, I couldn't picture them just deciding to make them all just Xbox exclusive. No, I don't think they would be. I think if Microsoft did this, it would be some studios like, that's, would... That's what is that? Uh, Battlefield, Battlefront, yep. Madden, FIFA, um, Activision is called due to right, so that's not them. Nope. Wow, I'm having a hard time thinking what EA games there are. Anthem, Mass Effect. Oh, shit, yeah. Everything Bioware, that's yeah. true. NHL, yeah. NBA Live. <laughs> They're buying it for NBA Live, I just realized. Exactly, that. yeah. Um... All the Star Wars games. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think they would go. I mean, we were, we've been talking about for the longest time that Microsoft is hurting for first party stuff. If all EA stuff became first party, eh, that's a big deal. I see. That's the thing. I don't think they would all go. I don't think you could take yeah, the Star a, Wars game and make it only on Xbox. See, that's the part that makes this seem completely unrealistic to me. Yeah. No matter what, I just can't picture Madden being a Microsoft exclusive. No, I think it would be they. It would be very much the Minecraft and, thing. And, they put them on everything. Yeah, and I mean, it's also not the first time that they've done it because they put out other Microsoft things. Uh, they put out Viva Pinata on the 3DS. That's a Microsoft owned exclusive. Yeah. Well, they work well with Nintendo because they don't see Nintendo as a threat, which mm-hmm. in most cases is right. Because the Switch is never going to crush it's a, the it's Xbox. It's a completely different market. Yeah. But even, like, despite how well it, it does, it's never going to rival the Xbox or PS4 for that matter. So they're willing to Until work. the Switch 2 comes out. Yeah. It's a powerhouse. I guess. But by that point, the home console will be a powerhouse even more so. Because so, I don't think you can match handheld technology to a no, dedicated box. Uh, it just wouldn't, just wouldn't work. No, I don't think they would go all of... I don't think the Maddens, the Fifas, they'd be leaving so much money on the table because you're not going to convince... You'll convince the diehards that play on PlayStation, that play FIFA on PlayStation, that, oh my God, we need to buy an Xbox just to play FIFA. But you'd get more people that already have the PS4 to buy your copies of FIFA than you would to get people to buy the Xbox. Yeah. So I don't think they would go entirely exclusive, but that's not to say that okay, Respawn now is just making Xbox games. Like, forget their Star... Like, they'll put out their Star Wars game in 2020 or whatever it is, and then, boom, you're making Xbox games now. You know, it would be a deal... They would. This deal would be something to reap the benefits five years down the road as opposed to right now. At least that's what I think. Mm. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. But which one of those is, is most likely to you if any of them are true? I mean, PUBG. Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, considering they did the same thing with Mojang at that point, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. And considering that as of right now, I mean, it is already only out on the Xbox and PC, but Microsoft has their whole, like, all our stuff is on PC anyways as well deal going on. So, Are there any, um, either Valve or any of the EA companies that you would like to see take over an established Xbox franchise? I mean... Well, I mean, Valve, like I said, Valve doesn't really make games anymore. Yeah. Well, I mean, if my Microsoft owned them, they could change that real quick. They could say, guess what? You're making a Half-Life 3. <laughs> you know out. what? That would actually be pretty interesting if they bought them and just said, make Half-Life 3 assholes, get yeah. it done. They could. I mean, they would have I mean, the Because, I mean, you know, like I said, EA, or not EA, uh, Valve, I don't even think they care about making games anymore. Uh, you know, I, there's always been that, like, Half-Life 3 confirmed, you know, meme going around. Well, it is thing. confirmed. I mean, I've seen it. Countless times. Yeah. Yeah. And people asking for that and, you know, saying things like, where's Left 4 Dead 3? Where's Portal 3? 
Yeah. Um, I think they're making so much money off of Steam that they just kind of went like, we don't need to do that anymore. We don't need to make games anymore. No. Like they've they've transitioned from being a game company to being a the distribution company. Yeah, at tried, this point, they tried making the Steam boxes, and I don't even think those took off. What happened to that? That completely vanished. I think they came out with a couple, and they were too expensive or not. Like remember all. the the controller was a big deal. They had yeah. that weird like big flat circular controller thing. Yeah, so it was more precise like a mouse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, some of them came out. I just there was never any fanfare. I see them every now and again at like a GameStop or a Best Buy, but I've could, never been tempted to buy one. Yeah, but I would be interested if Microsoft went along and did buy them, and then just said like, okay, you know, now that we own you, yeah. we're putting somebody. I, I would more picture it being like, okay, we bought Valve. Now we're gonna hand Rare the rights to Half Life to make a Half Half Life Three kind of thing. Maybe. Yeah. Something like that would happen. Yeah, get us a Team Fortress 3. Get us yeah. a, you know. Hand it off to Epic. Yeah. Is Epic owned by Microsoft? I think Epic's owned by Microsoft. Because no, they make the they, Gears of War games. Yeah, but they also make, like, Paragon and, like, Fortnite, right? And Epic? Oh, that's right. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Well, they did make Gears of War. They do other things. Yeah, I think Coalition is the one that's owned by Microsoft now that makes the Gears of War games. So, like, hand it off to them and say, make a Half-Life 3. Take whatever people that worked on Half-Life in the past and say, like, okay, you guys, we're sending you over here to work with these guys to actually make Half-Life 3. Yeah. Of course, then you would run the risk of being the, is the hype been too much and you're going to end up with a Duke Nukem Forever? Yeah. I mean, already, if the game comes out, you've already got a Duke Nukem Forever because it's been so long, but... Uh, granted, it hasn't been in development this whole time. Yeah. Unless it has. Mm. Ooh. They had three confirmed. They've just had one dude in the background, like, plugging away on it all yeah. by himself. We'll end this segment at 33 minutes, so that way Half-Life 3 confirmed. No, we're not. We're already over that. It was oh. three, it, when I said that, it was 3-3-3-3, three, 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 three. so Half-Life 3 confirmed. You fucked it up. It's all right. We're moving on now. Yes. I guess, I mean, there's nothing really else to say. It's rumored at this point. I mean, I guess if anything's going to happen, it's going to be PUBG, but... Trust me, if the other two happen, we will probably dedicate a whole hour to talking about what that means and what's next for it, because that'll that'll flip the industry on its head, certainly. It would be very interesting. It absolutely would. Um, but that's going to do it for the big, the biggest news item of, of the week. Uh, so we'll move right into our lightning round, not lightning round for this week, and we're going to start with the Nintendo Switch, because it sold really, really, really well. Does that surprise you, Joe? Not at all. No, because it's great. Um, we're almost we're almost a year. I think we're one one month away from the year of Switch being over um, as it goes into year two. But after selling seven million units in Q4 of last year, uh, the Switch has now outsold the Wii U in a ten month span. Which I mean, how long was the Wii U out? Five years. I think, yeah, five yeah. Years. But I mean, it's it's not surprising. Nobody bought a Wii U. No. I bought a Wii U. And it sat there collecting dust. Yeah. I mean, you played your handful of Nintendo games on uh, it. Yeah, I played I played the Mario games. I played Mario 3D World or 3D Land, whichever one it was. And I played the new Super Mario Brothers, new Luigi Brothers U. Smash Brothers, Splatoon, Mario Kart. I mainly played Smash Brothers on the 3DS. Really? <laughs> yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean I it guess, was just it was just the switch was just such a pain in the ass to use. Yeah, a smash on that can, on the 3ds though. I I can't play it for very long because it's just it's too cramped. Mm. Even with the 3ds XL, just too cramped. Um, but yeah, it is now sold. I think like 14 something million units. Uh, but the previous number was 13 and a half. I think by the Wii U, and in 10 months it eclipsed that, 
which I'm I'm actually surprised how quickly it took, not because the system isn't awesome, but because I just I assumed there would have been a shortage of those systems. Yeah, that's the only thing that I would have thought would have been the the deciding factor of that was just availability. Yeah. Um, but I mean, apparently it was, it, I mean, it was the kind of thing where like, I would kind of always see like one or two in a yeah. store, not like huge piles of them, except for around Christmas time. I remember walking into Best Buy and there was like a giant, Tower. like Christmas tree sized yeah. <laughs> stack of them. Yeah. Black Friday, there was like a, a pile as high as me and I'm six feet tall, like of switches just all, yeah, all neatly arranged, like in a fun pyramid or whatever. Um, so that I mean that's how they sold seven million of them at Christmas time. That's true. Um, but yeah, I I thought for sure we would have seen either an actual shortage of systems or a modified shortage to drive demand. But I think like demand, everyone accused them of doing with the Wii, the artificial shortage. Yeah, the Wii, the NES Classic. I mean, probably no, not the Wii U at the beginning because nobody wanted it. But but yeah, I thought for sure I made sure that I had mine reserved. I wanted to pick it up day one because I didn't want to have to lose out on three months of not being able to find one. Yeah, hearing everyone talk about how great it is while yeah. you're sitting there checking every store every other day. Legitimately wanted it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I can't find it, therefore it makes me want it more. It was I want it because it's awesome. Yeah. And please put out more of them. And they did. To to the yeah. tune of- So they're approaching fifteen million is what they're at right now. Oof. Yeah. And the lifetime Wii U sales were fourteen million. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So already surpassed it, not even a year in. <laughs> Honestly, like I, when I looked at that number, I went, we used 14 million? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. In So what? It was like four and a half years because it probably came like out that. in September of 2012 and then the Switch came out in 2017. Yeah, beginning, beginning of 2017. Yeah, so four and a half years and you got beaten 10 months. I mean, at least it's Nintendo beating Nintendo. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, this is the thing is, is the Switch is what people wanted the Wii U to be when they saw that. Game it is tablet, absolutely like, what I wanted the Wii U to be at the time. Yeah. I thought I was going to be able to take that tablet with me anywhere initially when they showed it off and play all my games on it. Nope, not the case. So yeah, Switch is great. I was just playing my Switch this morning. We'll continue to do so. Mm-hmm. I realized I lost a Switch game by accident. Oh no! My Come copy on. of Puyo Puyo Tetris is missing. Oh, did you lend it to Carrie? I don't believe so. I th- well, you see, it was just kind of like sitting loose in my case that i carry the game in because uh, it only has enough room to hold five games and i had six so there was just one like kind of sitting in a little flap yeah. which was the puyo puyo tetris and uh last night i noticed that it was not there anymore so it must have fallen out at some point well maybe it's still in your house somewhere yeah i'll, or, I'll look for it or... at work maybe did you check in your bag like maybe in one of your bags oh i checked that yeah yeah check in the bag maybe yeah. it's in the bag we shall see so more on that will the saga of joe's missing puyo puyo tetris will update you every week to see if we find it. We're not going to do that. I'm going to totally forget about it as soon as you leave this room. Yeah. Oh, actually, as soon as I move on to the next part of the lightning round, uh, which is still Switch-related because there was a bunch of Nintendo-related announcements this week. Uh, this one is the Nintendo Switch Online platform, which was coming in September of 2017. Then it was coming in September of 2018. Now it's coming when, Joe? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> Oh, I thought you had it up in front of no, you. No, I was oh, looking for okay. it, but you, you got ahead of me. Sorry. Uh, it's coming when, Joe? It's coming when, Joe? September. Of? <laughs> uh, 2017? No, 20, that, already, that already passed. 2018? <laughs> I thought it got deleted even more than that. I thought it got pushed uh, to 2019. 
Yeah, I was reading the thing. Uh, lastly, it was revealed that the Switch will finally be getting an online service this September. Online play for the Switch is currently free, but uh, once the official service launches in September, it will be a paid service, which is a monthly subscription of $3.99 a month, $7.99 for three months, or $19.99 for a year. There you go. Yeah, plus you get your NES games, and I mean... I don't really need this. I've been playing online for free. I don't want to all of a sudden start paying for it considering you're not going to yeah, get anything it's, it's good really, out of it. It's really, really weird. I mean, you get the free games, but, you but you're get... not, they're not free because you're paying 20 bucks for them, and they're only for like a month, right? Isn't that, yeah, you, that the oh, thing? Yeah, it's not like with PlayStation Plus or Xbox uh, Live where once you get them, you keep them as long as you have the service. This is you have them for a month, and then they go away. So it just... Like, at least, like, when the PS, what, 3 came? No, like, I guess they did add PlayStation Plus in mid-life cycle of the PlayStation 3. But they still gave you, like, a bunch of stuff. I don't know. It just seems really weird. I guess, uh, like, out of the gate for online play, PS4, as soon as they announced it, they're like, guess what? You need PlayStation Plus in order to be able to play online. That's the start of a generation. This is how things are now. That's the rule. Yeah. Like, Microsoft with the 360 was like, you need to have Xbox Live to play online. That's the rule. Go. Switch is like, you can play online for free for a year and a half. Now we need your money. Stop. <laughs> so, like, it's weird to be like, yeah, you've been playing Splatoon online this whole time for free. You've been playing Pokemon Tournament online this whole time for free. Mario Kart, free. Uh, now pay us, please. Yeah. And especially when it comes to, like, dealing with kids in that aspect. Where, like, all of a sudden, you know, your kids have been playing, like, their stuff online for free. And yeah. then now, all of a sudden, they're, like, you have to run to mommy, daddy, go, mommy, daddy, give me $20 a year for this. Yeah, it's going to be a tough sell to explain to parents why they need to buy this online thing when they never had to before. It yeah. seemed like a scam to them. Yeah. Like, the guy at the store is definitely lying to me because he told me I need to pay for this. Yeah. Yeah, he did. What, what do you mean you need to pay now? You've been paying, or you've been doing it for free for the last year, and all of a sudden, now you need $20? Get out of here, kid. Yeah. If this was being announced alongside a much better chat feature uh, or something that wasn't app-based, then I'd be like, okay, cool. I'll pay 20 bucks for that. You're giving me more. It doesn't sound like they're giving you anything else. Yeah. I mean, more details will probably come out probably at E3. Oh, but, yeah, I'm sure. But, yeah, September of this year, maybe. Yeah. It was but, supposed to be September of last year. That's true. But uh, besides that, there was some other news that they gave off sure for was. this. Uh, they talked more about the upcoming Mario movie, which we talked about before. Yep. Uh, it is now officially confirmed before it was kind of like a rumor, nothing, you know, concrete. Correct. Um, but, uh, it is going to be made by Illumination Studios, which makes the Minion movies. Despicable Me's. Did they make, no, DreamWorks was Despicable Me. But that's where the Minions came from. Yeah, but DreamWorks made Despicable Me and then they gave the rights to the Minions to Illumination to make them. Oh. Unless they changed the name of the studio. Was Despicable Me 3 made by DreamWorks or Illumination? I, I don't follow those movies. Me neither. I have not watched a single one of them, so I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, but uh, so it's going to be made by that studio. Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto will be acting as executive producer on the movie. I don't know if that's pretty much just kind of a, a title. They're like, you made Mario, so we're just going to slap your name in the credits. Or is he actually going to be working like hands-on to make sure that they capture the proper spirit of Mario? I mean, or, I would hope. Yeah. I would hope for everything. That they, that he is like hands on, like he's the Kevin Feige of this world, where you don't run, you don't put anything in that movie without running it by him first to make sure that that is Mario. Yeah, and we don't end up with the 1990s Mario movie, which like, all right, that movie sucks, but it's fun. 
Like oh, I, no, yeah, it's definitely fun. Yeah. I watched it a ton as a kid. I completely understood that it's not Mario, Yeah, but I watched it a ton as a kid. Um, and then the uh, other bit of news that came out of this was the announcement of Mario Kart Tour, which is a Mario Kart game coming out for the uh, phone. Ooh. Yeah. So they're uh, now, what is this, their fifth game that they put out? So, well, let's see. We had Mario Kart, uh, Mitomo, Mario Kart, or Mario Run. Yeah. Uh, there was the Fire Emblem one. Yep. There was the Animal Crossing one. Yeah. Um, and then Pokemon Go. That's not, it's not Nintendo, but it's, it's still Nintendo thing. Yeah, but it's not theirs. Yeah. It's a different company. This is them, like Niantic. Them, yeah, this is them putting it out. So yeah, that would be the fifth one. Fifth one. Okay. Yeah. Um, which I mean, are you excited for that? Yes. I didn't care about any of the other ones. Like I played Mario Run for like very briefly and went like, okay, yeah, I get what it is. Uh, I didn't care about the Animal Crossing one. I didn't no. care about the Fire Emblem one. No, well, I, I, well, I played Mar- the Fire Emblem one very, very briefly, and I was like, okay, this is interesting. But I, I've never been a phone gamer. Yeah, I'm not huge. I will play a phone game probably for a couple of weeks and then put it down. Like I I beat Mario Run, like I beat all the levels and then I was done with it because I I was it. I'm done with it. Yeah, what else are you going to do? Then they added a new mode, which I tried a little bit and that was kind of fun where it's just like little snippet things as opposed to the full like levels. Uh you do little snippets at a time and I played that a little bit and I'll go back to it every now and again if I'm feeling like in a Mario mood. But no, I'm not. This, like this, I'll definitely play. Yeah, this one is the first one where I kind of went like, oh, I could really get into this one and like sink a lot of time into this one and yeah. kill my battery with this. I mean, we didn't really see much about what it was. And of course, there's going to be the how, what is the money-making scheme to this? Is it going to be like you need to buy gas for your cart <laughs> like after every race or something? No, it'll probably be tracks. It'll probably be, you know, like, oh, if you want to buy the game for $10 outright, like the Mario Run model, you get all the tracks uh, right at the beginning. Yeah, I guess I'm being a little harsher on Nintendo than I should be. I'm used to other studio, like uh, phone game studios, figure out ridiculous ways to nickel and dime you. Yeah, to buy all the wheels. Nintendo is pretty, like, straightforward in saying, like, look, you just buy it and it's yours kind of thing. Which they said may or may not have worked out for them with Mario Run, as opposed to, like, Yeah, didn't they say it wasn't really a really good business model well because people get scared off by a ten dollar phone game that's true which is which is weird considering how much people probably spend on candy crush in a given like week but those people are crazy but yeah no i am i am super excited for it i don't know there's no time frame for when it's coming out right they just said it's coming uh no that one's coming in march oh it is march oh sweet uh well it said it's coming uh actually no they said it was coming uh the fiscal year uh which will end in march 2019 yeah, so it's yeah, it's March. So it could March. be a it could be a year away. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just to go back to Illumination, uh, their films for track record purposes of whether or not to be super excited for the Mario movie, it's Despicable Me, um, Hop. Oh, so they did make Despicable Me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Hop, which was that one where uh, he's Easter Bunny one. Yeah, where Russell Brand is the Easter Bunny. But that was like a like half live action, half yeah. animated one. Uh, Doctor Seuss is the Lorax, which I very much enjoyed. That is a good movie. Did I watch it? Danny DeVito is the Lorax. Uh, That's perfect casting right there. Yeah, Despicable Me Two, Minions, The Secret Life of Pets. Did not watch that. That was that was perfectly fine. I've not watched anything that you said so far. Uh, Sing, which I did not see. That was one where all the animals have American Idol. Uh, Despicable Me Three. They're also doing a new Grinch that's animated. They're doing Secret Life of Pets 2, Minions 2, Sing 2, and now uh, the Mario movie, as well as Despicable Me 4, and something called Johnny Express. I have not seen a single thing they've made. Uh, Secret Life of Pets isn't bad. The Lorax is pretty good. Uh, Those are the only ones I've seen. Mm. 
I don't care about the Despicable Me's or the Minions's. Well, they'll finally get their money out of me for the Mario movie. There you go. Yeah. Be there with bells on. All right. Uh, lightning round. Moving out of the Nintendo stuff and moving into the PlayStation stuff. Uh, we also got um, the current PlayStation platform outselling the previous PlayStation platform as PS4 has now outsold the PS3. No, it's a, oh, it's, about it's, to. it's approaching it. About yes. To. Uh, the worldwide PS4 shipments uh, have topped 76.5 million. Uh, they're on the verge of outselling the uh, PS3 at this point. Um, which, uh, I mean, I was kind of a little surprised that they hadn't already outsold it. I know that the PlayStation has been out a lot longer than that, but I don't remember the PlayStation 3 selling too great. I remember it was always like the trailing system behind the Xbox 360 during that era. It sold a lot in the later the later half because it got you know The Last of Us and more Uncharted's and it like it picked up steam over the last few years and I, I don't think it ever overtook it might have overtook 360 but it definitely closed the gap in terms of like month to month they were winning and closing the overall gap but yeah I know at the beginning they were getting trounced by Xbox but in the in the later half of the I mean you got to remember it was out for what twelve years. A very long time, yeah. 2006 to, what, 2000, or no. Well, yeah, it's been out, but obviously it doesn't sell well now. But it was out with 2006 to 2014. Is It was the, the PlayStation console, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe 2013 uh, when PS4 came out? Let me look. It was definitely a longer life cycle than the previous generations in terms of it being the dominant console due to... Stock market crashes and or not crashes, but uh, November eleventh, and... uh, twenty or two thousand six. Yeah. Uh, in Japan, November seventeenth, two thousand six, in America. Mm. I remember where I was. When uh, I came out waiting in line with uh, no money, and that has sold uh, eighty million units. Okay. So they're approaching. They're uh, just shy of or just a little over three million units behind at this point, which yeah. I'm sure they're easily going to pass. You know, oh, yeah. very, very soon. Yeah, for sure. I mean, probably once God of War comes out, there are going to be more console sales and things like that. So, yeah. That, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that they're doing it now. I mean, obviously, the PS4 has been a, a great success. Yeah. Uh, in the short. last three months, uh, the PlayStation has sold 9 million copies. There you go. So, more than the Switch. Mm-hmm. Though, not that much more. But, that I mean, that's to, to be, you know, that's to be believed, just given how the Switch is brand new and it was the hot you know, the hot Christmas gift, but, and we'll see uh PlayStation two lifetime sales, 150 million. That's going to be a tough one. To that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be a really tough one to surpass at this point. Cause I, I have to assume a PlayStation five or something, if we're going traditional is probably two years away, I would think. I, well, I don't know if this new, like half generation has kind of put a, a wrench into that. Yeah, I don't Standard know. time frame. We like we we don't know. This is the first time we've ever had like an upgrade of the current thing before. Like normally you get a slimmed down version and that's it and it's it runs better but it's not more powerful. Like this is the first time you've ever got a half step. Yeah. Or you got like some sort of weird attachment like the the hard disk drive or, Yeah, or yeah. the Sega CD and the yeah. Sega 32X. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it, that's why I said like if we're going traditional console generations were probably you know maybe i don't think it'd get announced this year maybe it get announced next year and in 2020 we get a new one maybe um i don't know we'll see like 
I, I think I'd be okay with if they just kept doing it like cell phones where the PS4 is the final PlayStation and you just kept getting better and better versions of you it. You get the you PS4 Pro Plus. Yeah. <laughs> the Super Pro, the PS4 Hall of Famer. I don't yeah. know. Whatever it gets, you want to call it. It gets a little bit stronger, but you don't have to like get rid of all your old games or worried about backwards compatibility yeah. kind of thing. It's called the PlayStation 20, 2020. Yeah. 2024. Just do that, I guess. I don't I don't know. We'll see. But... Yeah, I, to double the sales that they've already done, I don't know if they'll be able to do that. Mm. But we'll see. It's definitely a very good console. Yeah. Very much enjoy it. Uh, lightning round from the world of PlayStation. We have a longtime PlayStation person and president of Sony Entertainment. What's the like? What's their company called now? They're always changing it. Uh, but Kaz Harai stepping down as from his post at the top uh, of yeah, Sony. Yeah, CEO. Yes. Uh, oh, no, he's president and CEO. Yep. Uh, so since April 2012, uh, Kaz Harai has been the president and CEO, and he has decided to step down from that role. Is it of Sony, or is it just – I forget what their, like, division is called. Is it the... – It's SEO, isn't it? Sony – or SOE, Sony Online Entertainment? Or no, is that just the online network? No, that's, that's a really old moniker. I don't think they have that anymore. Uh, I think he's just president of Sony. It's possible. No, kind of, is he, he's not president of the whole company, is he? He's just part of the video game division. It doesn't say in your article? No, it doesn't. Uh, the Sony Corporation. Uh, S, uh, SCEA. Uh, he joined Sony Computer Electronics uh, America, SCEA, the PlayStation division in 1995. He was appointed the president and CEO of SCEA four years later in 1999. In 2006, he took over Sony's video game business worldwide. Uh, after some time as president of the Networked Produ- uh, Network Products and Services Group of Sony Co- Corporation, he rose to his current position of CEO, where he assumed responsibility for all of Sony's consumer electronic products and services, and its global software sales and marketing uh, and design flat- platform. Yeah, because he's not just in video games anymore. He's all of Sony. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. I thought he was oh, still yeah. just the head of the video game department. I didn't realize he took over all of Sony, because he's yeah. still really hands-on in the video game department. No, not at all. Is he not? No. He doesn't he still show, like, I always see every time that something comes out, they have, like, the picture of him holding the new console or something like that. Well, remember, no, I guess it's because the new console the came out four years ago. That's true. Um, and uh, so he's stepping down. Uh, the uh, executive deputy president and chief financial officer, Kenichiro uh, Yoshida, uh, will take his place. There you go. But uh, I always liked Kaz. He always I did seemed too. like a cool guy. It's yeah. kind of sad to see him go. Yeah, I I think he's the one with like the fake Twitter profile where it's him holding up the three fingers, and every time some video game related thing comes out, he makes a jab about like PS3 2006 or something like like it's a fake Twitter account. But I always did like him. I always liked him at E3s. I remember like hearing that he got promoted and being a little sad that I would not get to see him doing things anymore uh, with regards to the video game world. But yeah, I'm pretty excited for him. I mean, it's. Definitely earned it. I'm sure he's made a boatload of cash doing it. So. Sure has. And, you know, he gets to spend time with the family and friends and whatever else is that he wants to do. So I'm sure he'll be bored before too long. Yeah. Well, no, he's got, got a work coming out, so he wants to make sure he has all the time in the world to play. <laughs> That's right, yeah. So best of luck to you, Cas uh, Harai. You have done really well for Sony over the years. Uh, lightning round, we will stick with PlayStation for the last PlayStation topic that we have, which is our monthly check-in about what's coming to PlayStation Plus. Last week we did Xbox Games with Gold. It always goes week to week. Now we have PlayStation Plus. Hit us, Joe. These games come out tomorrow, Tuesday. 
Um, so for PS4, you are getting everyone's favorite game, Knack. Did the sequel come out already, or is that coming? No, that, that came out a while ago. Oh, okay. And promptly, like, no one cared and no one played it. Oh, that's too bad. I guess I guess Knack's not that bad from what I hear. Like, if you play it now, like it's it's just a fine game. It's not great, but it's fine. Well, it always just it kind of seemed like their cameo. Like, every game gets, like, the really shitty platformer for launch. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, September was a Knack 2 came out. Yeah, and I guess that was the one. Um, so you get Knack. You also get uh, Rime. Okay. R-I-M-E. Yep. Came out in the summer of last year, I believe. It's yeah. It's on yeah. Switch. It's on PS4. I've I, never heard of this game. I guess it's like a mediocre Zelda, from what I understood. It was never something that was high on my radar, so I never paid much attention to it. Yeah. The, here's the thing. I, I The only game on this list that I knew was Knack, so I don't know anything else going on this. Uh, there's For PS3, you're getting uh, Spelunker HD, which at first I thought was Spelunky, but I guess it's a different game. Yeah. Uh, and Mugen Soul Z, which I don't believe is a Dragon Ball game. I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, and for PS Vita, you are getting Exiles End and Grand Kingdom, which is also available for PS4. Uh, so, yeah, uh, not a really stellar lineup this uh, month, in my opinion. Well, you... I guess Rhyme could be really cool. I don't really know much about that. Yeah. I looked it up and it looked pretty. Yeah, I hear it's okay. Mm. Like, it's not super great, but it is really pretty. Um, I guess if you haven't played uh, Deus Ex from January, just start playing that. Oh, yeah, that was part of it, wasn't it? Yeah. January was a stellar month for PlayStation Plus. So it's not surprising that February is a downturn. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, what you can do. Can't always be winners, I guess. No. Uh, yeah. If you have a PSVR, or even if you don't, uh, Starblood Arena is still free it's for PlayStation Plus. Starbound Arena. Star what? Is it Starbound or Starblood? Either way. I don't know. I got it. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I just got it just to add it to the collection. Yeah, I almost bought it because it was like stupidly cheap or over the holidays, and I was like, "No, nah, it's fine. I I won't get it. I'm getting other games, and this one will just go. I'll, I won't get a chance to play it." And then thankfully, I didn't because it came out for free. Uh, lightning round: one game that is not coming out as soon as we expected, and one that is very hotly anticipated is Red Dead Redemption Two, which has now been delayed and given a new official release date. And it's coming when, Joe? October 26, 2018. Right there, right there on it. Just in time for Halloween. Everyone's going to be dressed as a cowboy this year. Spooky cowboys. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it was kind of pretty much what I was expecting. Yeah, I'm not at all surprised that it's coming now in the hotbed season of video game releases as opposed to the beginning of it. It's coming right in the middle of it. So, I mean... People are going to buy that game regardless of when it comes out. It's just sad for all the other games that had that release date or release dates around that. Because October is like, that's a, usually there's a lot of stuff that comes out at the end of October. Yeah. It's like the end of like the last week of August to the first or second week of November. That's the sweet spot season. Like that's the fall games season. Yeah. Cause that was, was that no, Mario wasn't October, was it? Was yeah. That? It was October 27th. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like that. This this past year, it was you got Mario, you got Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Uh, a ton of games came out in that time span. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, pity on anyone else that's looking to put something out around that time now, because uh, they're gonna get uh, trampled underneath the horses of Rock uh, Rockstar's Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, they're gonna get their money train robbed. Uh, seems another good mm-hmm. Western reference. Got any others? Uh. 
No. Uh, showdown at high noon for which game you're going to buy when you're standing in line at the Best Buy. Four bastards are going to be tied to train tracks. Unbelievable. Uh, lightning round. Moving on uh, to Monster Hunter news. It's getting some DLC. Joe, what's it getting? Uh, well, uh, Monster Hunter is a Capcom game, so it wasn't really much of a surprise that we would start seeing some Capcom DLC to it. Um, they announced that they're going to be getting some Street Fighter V DLC uh, for the male hunters. You will be getting a Ryu costume, Ryu costume, and still never really sure how you pronounce that. Well, uh, Ryu, Ryu or Ryu. Ryu? Yeah. Uh, I think it's Ryu. I think it's Ryu, too. I feel like if... I feel like if a Japanese person was saying it, it's Ryu, but everybody else is Ryu. Mm. But I don't know. And uh, for the female hunters, they'll be getting a Sakura costume, which is Sakura was like Ryu's kind of little protege. She tried to like be like him yeah. and copy his fighting style and stuff like that. Um, that's cool and all. It seems like it would be kind of really weirdly out of place in that, but most of that DLC is. Yeah. I know that the other uh, Monster Hunter games always get really weird DLC, like uh, the little cat palico on would get like mario costumes and like sonic costumes oh that's cute yeah they were kind of adorable and uh, these are coming when joe oh uh damn it you always do that and i'm always not prepared for the dates <laughs> <laughs> i really gotta start paying attention to that stuff uh, i do it because you put your phone down your yeah I always, yeah i'm always like the minute i put my phone down is when you ask me actually there's no date listed on this right, one that's fine i figured there wasn't anyway i figured it was just a thing that's coming and you'll get it eventually yeah yeah no no date eh, i mean um, unless they uh, all the costumes and like all the suits in the game have different stats yeah like unless it has really crazy stats you get hadouken a dinosaur uh, that would be interesting if it allowed you to do that that would be pretty cool yeah give you like cool a special attack kind yeah. of thing um are, does it say if it's free or if it's paid dlc uh it looks like it's gonna be paid dlc they have a listing of a bunch of different things Ugh, uh that sucks. Nobody wants that. Who's going to pay? Like, who loves Street Fighter so much that they want to pay to have their hunter look like Ryu or Ryu? Uh, as for the costumes, it doesn't say what the costumes are, but there will be other uh, DLC uh, surrounding this. Um, and it looks like... Oh, this uh -oh. doesn't look very good. The, that face. Just, just, it says here, just the gesture for the Hadouken, so just to make them do the Hadouken gesture, yeah. is three ninety nine. Get, Get out of here. <laughs> Also, three ninety nine for him to do the Shuriken, which is his like spinning uppercut attack. That's so three ninety nine. Three ninety nine. Is that like no? Because I was gonna say is that yen, but that's still the same price. No, it's so. three ninety nine U S dollars. That's just to get the gesture. Yeah. You know what? Put loot boxes in the game. Forget this. This is getting out of control. <laughs> I don't like this microtransaction business. Give me loot boxes. Uh, I mean, but considering that there's nothing listed for, I guess the costumes might be free because there's nothing listed for a price for those. Wait, why would the costumes be free, but the hand gestures cost money? Uh, maybe that's how they get you. Give you the free costume and you're like, oh, cool. And they're like, hey, you want to have him do the Hadouken? Hey, you got to give us three ninety nine now. See, I'd rather have him do the Hadouken and be like, don't you want him to look like Ryo when he's doing it? That'd be pretty oh, that cool. Was, that would be a good way to do it. I feel like he flipped those, but I don't know. Either way. Yeah, wow, that's that's lame. Okay, so yeah, I found it here. So uh, what is going to happen is that they are going to put a special quest in the game called Down the Dark Muddy Path. Uh, when you complete the quest, they give you... 
sorry. I'm sorry. I wasn't. You were. I didn't want to interrupt you with whatever sick, twisted joke my brain came up with. But moving on. Uh, so there's going to be a special quest called Down the Dark Muddy Path. Okay. Uh, in a few weeks, that will be added to the game. Uh, the quest will record, uh, reward you with a Street Fighter Five ticket, which you can take to the Smith, and he will make this set for you. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So it's it's mission based. All right. So that's a cool reward then. Yeah. But then you got to buy the hand gestures. So. But then you got to buy the hand gestures. Dumb. So eight bucks if you want him to do the poses, and so they don't even like do the attack or anything. So stupid. Yeah, if they did the attack, then it'd be like, all right, fine, it's three bucks, the hand gesture, but it's also a cool, powerful attack. Fine, I guess that makes sense. Um, but that's real stupid for four dollars. You gotta buy to do it. You can also gesture. get a Street Fighter Five stamp set for uh, one ninety nine. Like a real stamp set or stamps in the game? No, it's stamps in the game. Oh, is that a thing? Stamps yeah. in the game? Mm. Yeah. Well, I got a free hand gesture. I can give them for their paid hand gesture thing. I'm giving Joe the hand gesture now. Yeah, can it's, you describe uh, what it looks like? It's, it's not the very nicest of hand gestures. It certainly is. You're really throwing yourself into it, too. Yeah, really getting it. Really getting emphasized in it. All right, uh, lightning round. Joe, are you familiar with South by Southwest? Uh, I understand that is a convention that a bunch of hipsters go to. No, it's like a huge – it's not just hipsters. It's a technology and movies and nerd-type uh, thing that goes on uh, every year in Austin. So, I mean, Austin is now a – pretty much a nerd mecca it's like new brooklyn uh but there's always i've been to austin it was really nice yeah i hear I, it's great i got a chicken donut Ugh. i don't what does that mean it was a donut with a chicken on it oh it's not like no made like, of chicken or no chicken inside of it, it was or? it was a donut with like chicken breast Ugh. grilled did grilled or uh, fried chicken breast and know. bacon I don't know if I like that. And syrup. How was it? It was pretty good, actually. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, it is a yearly uh, yearly festival that takes place. It's like it's, chicken and waffles. Yeah. All right. I guess. But donuts. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but it's always about movies and music. And now they've really put an emphasis on adding video games to that as well. Um, so this year's new big thing that we got, or not new because they did it last year as well, I think. But we have a new panel that got announced this week for the South by Southwest Festival featuring everyone's favorite super fast blue guy. Yeah, so uh, at South by Southwest, they are going to be holding uh, a Gotta Go Fast, the official Sonic the Hedgehog panel, mm-hmm. uh, where they are going to be outlining the future for Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, lightning round pause. What would you like to see for the future of Sonic the Hedgehog? We got Sonic Mania this year, which was great by all accounts. We got Sonic Forces this year. Which was great which by was, Tyler's account. Yeah, which is <laughs> bad by all accounts except Tyler's. Uh, what would you like to see for the future of Sonic? Uh, I mean, I guess ultimately the best thing to hear would be Sonic Mania 2. Yep. Because Sonic Mania was great. Uh, I have a feeling that we're probably going to get a Sonic the Hedgehog movie to compete with the Mario movie. Mm. If anything, that would make sense. That would probably be it. Um, would you? All right, so if you got a Sonic the Hedgehog movie... What would you want him to look like? More like a Sonic Boom with long arms and long legs or more like the old cartoon where he looks like Sonic? I would rather he look like Sonic. Okay. I mean, I think they've already given up on the Sonic Boom thing. No, I feel like that's still a show, right? Is it? I don't know. I mean, I they so. they undid it for the new game. Yeah, but like I think in terms of like the popular entertainment, because Tyler was showing us those figures that are coming out and some of them still look like the Sonic Boom long arms, long legs. Oh, that's true. I, I don't know. I don't follow kids TV I, well, the way. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't either. I never paid any attention to that show. All I know is the Chris Chan freaking out and attacking a, a GameStop employee over the color of Sonic's arms. Weird. 
That's not right. <laughs> it is a really funny story. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, considering that they did the Sonic Boom games and the show, and then the next game afterwards, they went back to the classic design. I have a feeling they probably realized that the new design didn't really work all that well, and people weren't really big fan of it. Well, for games, at least. Like, you could do the cartoons as whatever. Well, they did Sonic Boom entity. games as well. Yeah, but then you realize the game doesn't sell very well, but maybe the cartoon does really well, but you want to give a game to the gamers that like Sonic. That's true. I guess if you're probably trying to market it to kids, a lot of kids probably might know Sonic by the show at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm a, I would much rather see regular Sonic, of course, just because I was never a fan of the new design. I thought it looked really stupid. Do you have an Urkel voice him? Oh, yeah. That would be great. Yeah. If they could get him back to do it. I mean, I'm sure they could. It didn't, um, I think, uh, Trey Parker voiced him for a little while also. Really? Yeah. That doesn't seem right. In what? Uh, I'm not sure. Let me look that up real you quick. You look that up. I would like to see, I don't think I'd want to see a Sonic movie. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they announced one. I just wouldn't want to see it. I would like to see them give another go to, like, what, Sonic 5? What was the, Sonic 4 was the bad one, where it was in two parts, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, maybe just a Sonic 5. Just come out with something new and make new levels and just, like, give it another go. Because it seemed like they got the formula down with Sonic Mania. Um, I guess it wouldn't be that surprising if they went with a Sonic Forces 2 and maybe tried to f- Assassin's Creed to it and fix the problems that people had. Uh, or the people that aren't Tyler, who still loves that game. Still super big Sonic mode for him. Um, but yeah, I don't know what I'd want to see from the future of the Sonic franchise. It was always a franchise that I enjoyed, but it was never my number one. I was always a Mario person having Nintendo products and not Sega products. But I enjoy me a Sonic every now and again. Yeah, uh, I guess I'm wrong. It looks like he didn't voice Sonic the Hedgehog. I could have sworn I remember reading that at some point. Was it a weird, like, things you never really knew and the three things that are false? Uh, probably. Yeah. I don't remember. I could have sworn it was something where, like, on one of the Sega, like, Dreamcast games, he was the voice or something like that. Weird. Yeah, yeah. I never heard that. Um. So, yeah, what do you want to see from a, a Sonic game, then? Besides, like, so you think you're going to get a movie. What would you like to see from a Sonic game? Ah, man, that's a, I don't know, that's really tough. Because it is one of those things where, like, I really only enjoy Sonic when it's, like, classic Sonic. You know, like, I enjoyed Sonic's, like, 1 through 3, and I enjoyed uh, uh, Sonic Mania, and I was never really a big fan of the 3 Sonic games. So, it's kind of hard to be like, yeah, I just want them to just keep doing what they're doing, yeah, and, like, keep doing that. Is there a genre you could take Sonic that he hasn't been before that you think that you could that he either would work well in or that you would like to see them take a stab at? Uh, hmm. I don't know because let's see they've done the Sonic Racing game, which they've uh, done a couple Sonic races. They did the the one where it was just the like foot race Sonic racing game, and then they did the Sonic like car racing game. Which that studio rumor has it is starting up production on another game. Another so people, Sonic game or another game? Another game, but people are speculating that it is a Sonic, like, what is it? It's, I forget what it's called. Sonic Racers? Yeah, something like that. The the one was like called Sonic R that was just the regular Sonic racing game. No, but the, the kart racing one. Yeah. You know what actually would be kind of, like, if, I, if you could just say, like, what do you want us to make? And I would be like, okay, just make this. I would like to see some sort of collection of all of the bonus games from all the Sonic games. Okay. Like a thing that just had all of the 
you know, because every Sonic game had like their own little bonus game. You know, you had the one that was like the big where he ran down the big half pipe, dodging the, like the ball, mm-hmm. the bombs, and trying to collect the like the blue balls. Yeah, yeah. Or the one that was like that spinning sphere, uh, where you were like always running forward and like bouncing off of things. You couldn't touch the red like balls. Uh-huh. Or the one that was just the giant rotating kind so like of a mini game collection. Yeah, so like a Sonic mini game collection. Okay, that would be would pretty be interesting. Pretty cool. Yeah. Give you something different. It probably would be you know twenty bucks. It wouldn't be an extensive, full fledged thing. Yeah, but yeah, that would be pretty cool. Or maybe the return of Sonic Spinball. Mm-hmm. I actually really like that one. I played a lot of Sonic Spinball back in the day. What if you did? I mean, it's got so many characters now. What if you did a Sonic Fighter? Would you want to? See uh, a Sonic they did Fighter? do a Sonic Fighter. Well, like a new vamped one where you could have regular Sonic and Sonic Booms and all the different variations of Sonics and Amy's and Knuckles and Tails's and. I mean, I guess that would be pretty cool. It's the kind of thing where no matter what, you would look at it and think this seems kind of redundant considering yeah. like Smash Brothers. Like it didn't work for Sonic or not Sonic, the the um, the PlayStation All-Stars, you know? No, it did definitely did not. But I don't know, something, something different. But I guess we'll see coming in March, right? Yep. All right. Uh, lightning round resume uh, to our new topic and the last topic for this week, which was some hot water. Uh, that joke will be more apparent when you hear the details of it. Uh, for Atari, I get it. yeah, you're you're ahead of the game. Uh, hot water for the Atari founder, correct? Yes, yeah, Atari founder, uh, Nolan Bushnell. Joe, give us the details. Uh, so Nolan Bushnell was recently announced to be receiving an award at the Game Developers Conference. Uh, it was called the Pioneer Award. It was to celebrate the his you know career, uh, in which I mean Nolan Bushnell essentially created the video game industry. Yeah, more he or created less. Pong. Yeah, you know, uh, I think the there was a little things before it. There were some, <clears throat> like, kind of little attempts to make interactive entertainment before that. Yeah, but this was the first mainstream. one that went yeah. mainstream, became big, created Atari, uh, essentially just created the entire video game industry. So uh, it was announced that he was going to be receiving what was called the Pioneer Award. Uh, I don't know if this was the first one because technically he is the pioneer of video games. Yeah, who would you give it to before him? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, everyone went like, oh boy, you know, congratulations, Nolan Bushnell. Yeah. Um, Standing ovation. Yeah. Do you under, Do you know the term milkshake duck? Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, is that the, what brings boys to the pond? No. Oh, okay. Uh, a milkshake duck is a new term uh, that was created essentially along <clears throat> with the new internet age. Uh, it was quoted originally from a tweet by uh, some random Twitter account, uh, and the way that the tweet went was, everybody loves Milkshake Duck, the adorable duck that drinks milkshakes. Five minutes later, we regret to inform you that the milkshake or the milkshake duck is racist. And it basically goes along the line of, no matter what, once something is elevated to a position of height uh, yeah. in the new internet age... Everyone comes around to find something to tear it down and destroy it. It's why you don't want anyone listening to this podcast. Yes. You it's why I don't have a Twitter account because I don't want people to know what's going on inside my head. Yeah. Because it could be used of, against me very well. Because you're force-feeding milkshakes to ducks in your basement. Yes. Um, I mean, so, shoot, never mind. Nobody knows that. Yes. So uh, basically anytime anything uh, becomes a big deal, becomes a big story, yeah. people turn around and try and find – uh, the best way to destroy it, no matter yeah. what. Nobody. Can, that's why we can't have nice things. Yes, it's why Literally we can't have why. nice things. Yeah. Um, and along with this, once it was announced that Nolan Bushnell was beginning getting this award and acknowledgement for basically creating the entire video game industry, people instantly turned around and started digging into as much information about him as possible to find something to 
ruin this. I mean, granted, if there's something in your yeah, past... Yeah, and if there is you, something bad in the past, it should come to light. Yeah, and let people judge for themselves whether mm-hmm. or not you think that that is detrimental enough to a person's character or history. Uh, granted, people can change. Mm-hmm. So just because something happened in the past doesn't mean that person is still that way now. People have that ability. But what do they find? I assume it's not good. Uh, well, people went digging into uh, Nolan Bushnell's past, and they found uh, articles written about Atari uh, 40-something years ago detailing what the work environment was like in the Atari. Um, and it basically sounds like what you would expect anything to be like in the 70s. Well, there's two different versions of what things could be like in the 70s because there's like – so here, you say what it is because – and then we'll decipher what it actually may be. Uh, people started digging through and found articles talking about the work environments. Um, they talked about how lots of you know flirting was going around, lots of you know sex. Uh, they had a – going back to what you were talking about earlier, they had a hot tub hot meeting water. room. <laughs> Okay. Uh, in which they would have meetings in a hot tub, and they would invite you know female employees to come and join them as well. Um, it was basically just you know it was the seventies. It was yeah. the free love era, and everybody was going around you know. And I assume it's also California, which is also even more was more free love than the rest of the country. Yeah, and I mean at this point, these there was they're all a bunch of hippies. Yeah, you know. And people, you know, dug all this up and they used it um, to basically say that he abused women, I guess. Uh, But the only thing is that all of, like, so this comes out, they make a big deal about it. They say, like, okay, he was, you know, he had, they were holding him to modern day standards. They were holding actions that happened 40 years ago to modern day standards. Yeah. Um, and because of this, they decided to rescind the award. He's no longer getting an award. Uh, he apologized, came out and basically said like, I'm sorry if, you know, people, uh, if I hurt anybody with my actions in the past. Um, and the thing is that a bunch of female employees from Atari came forward and basically defended Bushnell. Yeah. They said, look, it was the seventies. He wasn't doing anything that we weren't doing ourselves. We were also going around flirting with employees. Like it was just, that's what the atmosphere was. Yeah. It wasn't just like him going around saying like, you know, uh, I just keep all these pretty ladies around just because they're sexy kind of thing. Yeah. You know, they were still valued employees. He's treated them with respect. They did the same things to the male employees that the male employees did to them. Yeah. They said they were perfectly happy to get in the hot tub with them. They were perfectly happy to, uh, be involved in these kind of actions. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, what do you do at this point? Yeah, it's a weird situation because... It just seems weird to try and hold... You can't hold the modern day standards against things that happened in the past. Well, technically you can. Because if he was mistreating women, that's bad, no matter what generation it happened. Yeah, but he wasn't. We don't know. We only know... Well, that I mean, it, a we, bunch of female employees came forward and said he wasn't. But that doesn't mean there aren't, you know, for every woman that came out and said he wasn't, that there wasn't another woman that... No women different. have come forward saying anything that he's done was bad. Yeah, but maybe there's been a single person that's come forward that to doesn't mean accuse him. Well, I mean, you can't punish somebody off of a theory. Well, they're not punishing him. They're just not They're taking him. away his award. What is the award, though? Like It's an award. I know, but what does it mean? Would you take away someone's Oscar and just say, eh, they just took away his Oscar? 
potentially, yes, that actually is happening. Like people think that James Franco wasn't nominated for an Oscar because of allegations of things that happened years ago that he didn't get nominated this year. So that, that yeah, but those are allegations. There are no allegations against Bushnell, not a single one. No, the allegations are the articles saying that he had hot tub parties at work. No, these aren't articles accusing him of doing something bad. They're just talking about this is what happened then. Yeah, but I'm saying you don't know that there isn't a woman that worked at Atari that felt uncomfortable by hot tub parties that maybe hasn't come forward because she doesn't feel comfortable. Just because someone hasn't come forward doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Uh, Yeah, but you could accuse anybody of anything at that point. What do you mean? I mean, I could say you uh, did something to a female employee. There's no proof and no one's come forward, but just but because I say is that the... there's hot tub parties in a workplace and that there's Which is what happened in the 70s. And... Not necessarily. Not every office had hot tub meeting rooms. Lots in of the them 70s. did. Really? What other company did? I mean, you, are you saying that there was nobody doing like flirtatious stuff that had stuff like this? I mean, I've seen tons of. I'm not saying that that didn't happen, but maybe just because some people were okay with it doesn't mean there weren't people that were not okay with it. Because, like, you could have something that goes on in your office that half of the people are super comfortable with. Everybody's flirt. You know, there's playful banter. There's all kinds of stuff that, like, you have a close coworker and you guys banter back and forth. And that's your dynamic. But then there's somebody else who doesn't like the verbiage that you're using but doesn't want to come forward because they don't want to risk their position wherever they are now. Maybe they're at a company now where they don't want to start stirring the pot about something that happened 40 years ago and they've made their peace with it. But they hated it back then. Still, unless somebody comes forward and says anything, you can't just punish somebody off of the thought that somebody might have at one point been uncomfortable with something that you did. But it's a, that's what I'm saying. It's a tricky situation. Because not, like, not really in my opinion, though. Like, unless there's an actual allegation of somebody doing something that somebody didn't like, you just can't – at that point, we can just go around and assume everybody on earth has done something bad and therefore they don't deserve anything. Well, I'm probably there's a good chance that everybody on earth has done something bad at some point in their life. Yeah, so should we never get anything good because of that? No, I'm not necessarily saying that's the case, but you can't just say that he's a saint just because... I'm not saying he's a saint, but I'm not saying he deserves to be punished over nothing. But maybe now isn't the time to give him this award that is maybe new and doesn't matter. Like, if if he didn't get this award So he should not be acknowledged for basically creating the video game industry? He can be acknowledged for creating the video game industry. I'm sure he has been his entire life been given the credit for creating the video game industry. I but mean, he shouldn't be like awarded for that just because at some point he existed 40 years ago. But maybe now's not the time to give him an award considering that he had a workplace just... environment that was basically the Playboy Mansion. You know what I mean? I mean, well, I mean, what happened when, um, what's his name died? Who? The Playboy guy. Hugh Hefner? Yeah, Hugh Hefner. I saw millions of articles talking about what a great man he was. Well, yeah, because he did good things. But there was also probably instances where people were made uncomfortable and pressured to do things they didn't want to do. So should we not write articles about what a great man he was? No, you can write. But that's the thing. There's there's two sides to every story. You can't ignore one side of it just because the other side is really good. Yeah, you but have there's to no the as of as right now, there's no bad side. Like I said, unless somebody comes forward with an actual allegation of something misconduct, I don't see why you should be punished. I just think it's a it's not the time. Like, uh, I just. Maybe just because year. just Maybe. because of the Me Too stuff is going on, I don't think he deserves to be punished. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fine. Especially like, for saying, not doing not anything wrong. wrong. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying that I understand why you don't give him the award now. Because he created an office environment that was not standard. In yeah, a time where we're again, talking about non, very, very non-standard... Uh, Even at that point, considering that they've had tons of female employees come forward, 
defending him and saying that he didn't do anything wrong. To them. To them, yes. Yeah. And to, but as of right now, we've only heard people defend him and nobody's come forward to attack him. And if there was somebody to come forward to attack him, now would be the time that they do it and they're not doing it. But what? So what are these articles then that they're writing that took him down in the first place? Are those not allegations? Are those no, not- they were articles written back in the 40s just talking about like what it was like there. They were just articles saying like, oh yeah, we have meetings in a hot tub and stuff. Yeah. They weren't articles attacking him for the way it was just saying this was what we were doing back at that time. They're not articles. They were like articles from that time just detailing what it was like to work at Atari in the 70s. Not even saying this is what it was like to work at Atari in the 70s. This is this is what it's like to work at Atari as of right now in yeah. the 70s. Yeah. No, like I So they weren't there weren't even articles attacking him. They were just finding articles about him. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. I just think that now is maybe not the time that you're having. I still don't think. I mean, if it was one thing to just not give him an award. Which is what they're doing. No, no. If it was one thing where there was never an award to begin with. Yeah. They're taking away the award at this point. Well, they're just deciding. They've already not to given it. it to him, so oh, they, might no, as well just. GDC hasn't happened yet. They've already announced that he won an award. Well, that they he's said going to be receiving one. They said Nolan Bushnell will be receiving the Pioneer Award. Yeah, so he hasn't received they, it yet. Well, they've already announced that he's getting it, that he was supposed to receive it. Yeah. If it was one thing where they said, okay, we're going to have an award. Should we have this award? Should we give it to him? No. They already came out and said, Nolan Bushnell is receiving this award. And then they said, okay, because of this stuff, we're going to take it away from him. I I think the fact that he's already been announced that he was receiving the award and he hasn't done anything wrong from That we know. All You can't. I'm just saying. Punish him based off of the theory that he might have done something wrong. But you're, but what you're saying is you don't see the world in which there's a lot of sexual harassment issues going around. You can't. You don't understand why a company wouldn't want to associate with a person who had hot tub parties in the workplace. I know it was a different time, and I completely understand that. No, I, I see absolutely no problem with giving him this award. He has not done anything wrong from any accounts. Well, and I'm not saying that he has. I'm saying you are. Optics. You are saying I'm not it. saying that. I'm saying you, optics. The look of it doesn't look good. So I can understand. I don't care about the look of it at this point. He hasn't done anything wrong. You have to, but you have to. Like you don't no, want you, to. No, do you it. don't. You don't have to do anything. Well, they did, I'm and not, they did the wrong thing, in my opinion. That's fine. I, we're not, this isn't an argument where we're going to hash out here. I'm not like. This is just I'm something saying, we're talking about. Okay. Well, I'm saying as of right now, the way I look at it, he hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah. They already told him that he was getting the award. They took away the award based off of a theory that he might have done something wrong. Yeah. And that does not seem right to me. They're looking at it optically, which is understandable. People make those it's, decisions all the time. No. it's. I, I don't even think the optics are good to that point because it's just basically a few people making outrage out of nothing. Yeah. I mean – it's a you're caving to an outrage mob at this point. Yeah, which happens all the time. Which is a stupid thing, in my opinion. N- not all the time. Sometimes mm. the outrage mob is right. If they're right, but as of right now, they're not. You don't know that. Yes, you I know. do. You do not know what that office was like back. Then. I do not. Neither do you. And that's I, the thing is right. nobody does because there's no evidence that anything bad happened. Like I said, they're basically if you're going to say ah, he might have done something bad at some point, so we should take this award away from him. That's a dumb thing to me. All right, so let me look at it from this perspective then. Say they give him the award. Say next month they have GDC and they give him the award and it's fine. And then somebody comes out and says like... Then you can take it away because you have an accusation. But why There's not There's no just, accusation. But now you've got, an un, you've got a weird workplace situation. 
that you'd no- rather just remove your. If you're the Game Developers Conference or whoever's getting out this award, you just want to remove yourself from the situation entirely because you would rather do that than give somebody an award and then have it come out that oh yeah, guess what? There was this do- these dozen women who were told to prance around in bikinis and get in the hot tub when they didn't feel comfortable, but they also didn't want to lose their job. Right? I mean, it's, it's not, not happened though. But we don't know. I mean, I, we I could we could say we could say don't give an Oscar to anybody because at some point somebody might have done something. If we're, we're talking about Hollywood here, where millions of or not millions, but we've gotten like hundreds and hundreds of people coming forward Correct. saying something happened. So yeah. should we just cancel the Oscars because somebody that's rece- might receive an Oscar might have done something? Some people would say yes. I think that would be stupid. I mean, the awards they're like they don't. Mean we shouldn't anything. give an award to anybody at this point because somebody could come out and give say something. Well, then we get rid of awards. I mean, the award doesn't mean anything. It's just, it's just. People... I mean, at that point, we should just all stay in a house and never go outside and interact with people because That's you might interact with. It's getting to that point. I don't see. I don't think it is. I, if you I can, understand. if you can ruin somebody's reputation and career off of nothing, and this could really seriously hurt his career. I don't think it will hurt his career. Seriously. It could. If all of a sudden they're like, mm, we're not comfortable giving him a war because he might possibly be a sexual predator off of. Based off of no accusations. How would not receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award hurt his career? If So you're saying that GDC is in the right to not give him an award and nobody else might take a look at that and say, okay, well, we're not going to work with him on anything now? I don't think so. I it mean, could. Well, yeah, anything could happen. That's the hypothesis that you're posing is that anything could happen. When That's not really – my hypothesis is nothing has happened. Yeah. I know. I understand that. But I just don't like it's an award and it's a it's people who wanted to give an award and now don't feel comfortable doing so. That's their prerogative. It's, it's a, their prerogative. Sure. It's not I'm like not saying they should on. have it's to do anything. Like, it's not like they put out a vote on Twitter and said, who do you want to receive the Lifetime Achievement Award? And everybody said Nolan Bush now. And then they said, just kidding. We're not going to do it despite everybody wanting to because of this. It was a group of people were going to give an award. I think. Caving to a small minority of people that haven't have no proof of anything is a bad idea. It sets a very bad precedent for the award, sure. But I, I mean, mean, for for the world at that point, yeah, I, but, all you have to do is come out and say, eh, "We found evidence that he once like uh, attended a, a, a party that might have not been very reputable." So therefore, we can tear anyone down at that point. But you're giving him an award based on character, and if you think it's there's not even based a... on character, it's based on his career, which is. Solid. Like, he has an entire 40-year career. Unless there was a 10-year period in the 70s where he was holding in- inappropriate meetings and all kinds of stuff in this thing. I'm not saying it happened. No, I, You're saying nobody said it happened. That's fine. But if I'm an, a body of people who want to give an award at a time right now like this, I can completely understand them wanting to step away from the situation and look at it in a different light. I completely I'm, understand I'm that. never comfortable with caving to the mob. Yeah, and I don't think they're necessarily caving to the mob. I they think definitely looking, are. But they're looking at it from their own perspective as well. They're not saying like, ooh, that Twitter group is going to be really mad if we give this to him. Maybe they're just saying, listen, maybe we didn't think about the whole thing. Maybe we didn't look at everything. Let's take a step back. I, I don't even think he's bothering to look at everything. It's an award about his career pioneering video games. It's called the Pioneer Award. Yeah. And he is the pioneer of video games. And to say that he doesn't deserve that seems... Silly to me. Well, anybody can call him the pioneer of video games. I don't think he necessarily needs a statue for us to all agree that he created the video game industry. But I just, I get the optics of it. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I it's still right. I'm not a saying bad it's thing. wrong. I just get it. I think like, it's a bad idea. That's fine. I'm not saying you're wrong in that. I just understand that, like, why they're doing it. 
So whether it's right or not, that's not for us to decide. We're never going to be able to do this. We could sit here and do this for another hour. Um, but we won't because our time is up and the Super Bowl is almost time. We're going to go watch football. You're going to play video games. We're going to eat food. We're going to have a good time. Um, but that will do it then for the Broken Clock Podcast Games Cast Room, where you can find this as well as our Broken Clock's main event uh, every Monday morning at 9 a.m. The main event is also after every single WWE pay-per-view. So we have our Royal Rumble show up now. Remember, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, so please do let us know what you think of the whole uh, award situation. Let us know what you want to see the future of Sonic uh, and whether or not you're excited for the Mario movie from the makers of Minions. Uh, you can let us know on Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode. So once again, for the Broken Clock Podcast Gamescast, my name is Adam. And I'm Joe. And we are guaranteed to be right at least twice a day. So thanks so much for listening. 